Little Possum, you are listening to the beautiful sounds of praise and worship on Praise Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.
As usual, I want to point you to our podcast of A Time Apart and Praise Until Dawn up at our website at pbnradio.com. That's PBN Praise Broadcasting Network, pbnradio.com. And at the top of the page there, click on Podcast. You'll find both broadcasts up there. A Time Apart will have ATA colon in front of it. Want to welcome our Roku listeners. If you have Roku, great way to listen to Praise Until Dawn and Praise Broadcasting Network. Just search for, if, if you don't already know, just search for PBN or Praise Broadcasting Network. And I also want to say hello to all of our iWatch listeners, tablet, iPod, iPad listeners, Samsung, iPhone and other phone listeners, and of course our laptop and desktop listeners, and our iHeartRadio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor pbnradio.com. Great way to listen. Good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our pbnradio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our pbnradio.com homepage at pbnradio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top. It has a, a small letter F, which is white, with a, a circle of blue behind it. That's Facebook. That will take you to our pbnradio.com Facebook page. For my personal page, while you're at the pbnradio.com Facebook page, go up to the search bar and at the top enter Pat Rutherford 1232. Pat Rutherford 1232. Sometimes these old machines just don't want to get going. <laughs> it was doing pretty good until they're right at the end. Um, I gave them, well, 17 to 20 minutes to start up. And they just, uh, it's just one of those things. If I don't give them 30 minutes, they just don't want to get up. I was, um, I, I have been reading in the Psalms. And, you know, the, the Psalms I, I find very interesting. You know, not, not all of the Psalms were of David. Now, when I was younger, I, I thought, Psalms, David, David, Psalms, Psalms, David, the Psalms are David's. Well, to find out later, no, uh, that's not quite the case. Uh, there's one of them by Solomon, one of them by Moses, uh, let's see, one of them by, well, I think there are several by Asaph, and then you have the sons of Korah, which have several uh, have have written several of the psalms, most of them by David. But I I thought, wow, 
I didn't know that. Now that may mean nothing to you whatsoever, but if it's just me learning about my Bible, learning about the Psalms. Well, I was reading Psalm 8, love Psalm 8. And I have previously gone over the Psalms here in, in my ESV, which is the English Standard Version, um, which is supposed to be one of the closest to the actual language. If you took English and Greek together, and some in Aramaic, the ESV they're saying is the closest. Of course, I guess it's kind of just whichever scholar you're talking to says that. But Psalm 8, as I turn there to, to read it another time, I noticed I had written in the in the margin, now mine's a wide margin Bible, so I can write a lot in, in the margins. I had a lot written in the margin. And I write real small so I can get a lot in there. Sometimes I have to literally take off my glasses and put it right in front of my face the face so I can see what I have written there. I've written so small. But I, I what I wrote there, I wanted to read it to you. I, I actually typed it out. And um, to me, it's it, it just means a lot to me. Now, the words from scripture that I used are from the Passion Translation. If you haven't read the Passion Translation, you're missing something. There is a lot of controversy. Well, there's a lot. Um, you have scholars that are well, they're very pro passion translations you have scholars that are very anti passion translation what they tried to do with the passion translation is put it in everyday language and still be true to the text it reads a little differently. It doesn't have, as I've told you before, it doesn't have the meter and the rhyme and all that other translations have. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm yawning. <sighs> I didn't sleep a lot last night. It's just awake asleep, awake asleep, awake asleep. I'm trying to learn that when I awaken at night during my sleep that maybe it's God wanting me to pray for 
you know, whoever comes to mind. Uh, here I go again. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Sorry. Um, sometimes I remember that, other times I don't. But I'm trying to practice that. Make my life... I wanted to use the word more accountable. Maybe more faithful is is the word. I I just want I want to be faithful. There's so much in my life that I want to eliminate. It's not necessarily a sin, or but it's it's time. I, I don't have a lot of time for the things that I do during the day. But the one thing I don't want to skimp on is listening for Holy Spirit, for helper, and follow his direction I do a lot of oh, that, that wasn't the Holy Spirit that, that's just me that, that, that. I'm trying more to listen so that I can discern in this day and time there's a lot of prayer that, that's needed especially for our brothers and sisters in other countries. I like illustrations from space. I like to surround myself with thinking more about the reality of God. He is. There is no question there is God. Evil will come. I, I don't like mentioning his name. I, I, I just don't. Just call it evil. Evil will come at every point to try to steal your assurance, try to steal your joy. And the more I feed myself with the points of assurance, the proofs, the quicker I can just go beyond that. I don't have to engage uh, evil in conversations, just ignoring. Or them, the evil ones. But let me, let me read. Um, to me, it's interesting, so I, I hope this flows for you. Yahweh, our sovereign God, 
Your glory streams from the heavens above, filling the earth with the majesty of your name. Now, I, I may yawn several times during here. I'll, I'm sorry. I, oh, I wanted to be with you today, especially because of this. I wanted to share all this with you. People everywhere see your splendor. You've built a stronghold by the songs of children. Strength rises up with the chorus of infants. This kind of praise has power to shut Satan's mouth. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. Look at the splendor of your skies, your creative genius glowing in the heavens. When I gaze at your moon and your stars mounted like jewels in their settings, I know you are the fascinating artist who fashioned it all. Now here are the notes that I wrote that's right here in my Bible, right beside Psalm 8. The speed of light is 186,282 miles every second. Nah, that, that's pretty fast. You go down the road, those stripes in the road, they'll, they'll go by pretty fast. It takes eight minutes for sunlight to travel from the sun to the earth. What we view from the sun is eight minutes into the sun's past. And by the time we see sunlight, it's left the sun eight minutes ago. If the sun, now think of this, if the sun left the solar system, it would be eight minutes before we'd even notice the need for a sweater. Or more. The closest neighbor star to us, other of course, other than the sun, is Alpha Centauri. It's approximately 4.5 light years away. That means it is approximately 26 trillion, 435 billion, 651 million, 184,000 miles from Earth. Do I need to read that again? To put that into perspective, and I've got all this written here, small, <laughs> by Psalm 8. To put that into perspective of how far that is to Alpha Centauri, let's say Claudia and I want to take our babies and grandbabies on a vacation to Alpha Centauri. We get the car, fit for space, pack it up with plenty of snacks and drinks so we we wouldn't need to stop to eat and we tell the kids there will be no bathroom stops until we get there so get it done before we leave we have plenty of gasoline stripped to the car strapped to the car sorry and we take off traveling at 100 miles per hour 
It's, it's a long stretch, no traffic, no traffic lights, no highway patrol with speed traps. So we get away with traveling at that speed. You ever traveled at 100 miles per hour in a car? Those stripes again. Really zip by. At that high rate of speed, it would take us 264,356,511,840 hours. Or 11,014,854,660 days to get there. Or, in perspective, 30,177,684 years. To get a little better idea of how a thousand, million, billion, and trillion relate to each other, consider the following. How long ago was 1,000 seconds? 1,000 seconds was 16 minutes, 40 seconds ago. How long ago was 1 million seconds? 1 million seconds would take up 11 days, 13 hours, 46 minutes, and 40 seconds. How long ago was 1 billion seconds? 1 billion seconds is a bit over 31 and a half years. How long ago was 1 trillion seconds? 1 trillion seconds is slightly over 31,688 years. It's one trillion seconds. How far back in time would we have to go to get to one billion minutes? One billion minutes would take a bit over 1,902 years. And to go back one billion minutes would put us just a few years after 100 AD. And what was happening one billion minutes ago? Well, the last disciple, John, had probably just died not long before this, and the gospel was starting to spread to more and more and more people around the earth. They were taking it by boat, by foot, anything to get the gospel to people. How far back in time 
would we have to go to get to one trillion minutes? Now, one billion took us back to just, just around 100 A.D. One trillion minutes was about one million nine hundred thousand years ago. The farthest light we can see with unaided eye is a collection of billions of stars called the Andromeda Galaxy. It's 2.25 million light years from Earth. A light year, again, is the length of time that light travels in one year. We would probably have to get up pretty early in the morning to vacation there. Yeah, I, I did. I, I wrote that in my Bible. The light we see from the Andromeda galaxy's billions of stars left Andromeda 2.25 million years ago. Now, did you grasp that? The light, when we look up at Andromeda, the light we're seeing left Andromeda from all those stars 2.25 million years ago. If all the stars in Andromeda's galaxy burned out at the same time, we wouldn't know it for 2.25 million years. And that's, that's only the farthest light we can see with the unaided eye. The farthest star detected was recently discovered with NASA's new, have you heard about the James Webb Telescope? Mm, incredible thing. It replaced recently the Hubble Telescope, which brought us some really incredible, incredible images. The star that's the furthest discovered has been named Irondel which is approximately 12.9 billion light years away. Light from Arendelle has taken 12.9 billion years to reach Earth. Now, when we read Genesis 1, 14 through 19, we need to take in, into consideration what is actually being said, and we should not assume when when you read our instruction man you don't assume things the passage if if you read it god created the sun and the moon and you know um the passage is talking about what God creating the sun and the moon. And almost as an afterthought, Moses wrote, he made the stars also. That doesn't seem to be a reference they were made on the fourth day. He was just referencing the other lights in the nighttime sky and who their creator is. Other Bible scholars, 
Well, they maintain that the stars were definitely made on the fourth day along with the sun and moon. When they do that, they have to assume God superseded the laws of physics and automatically zoom. Made, no, I didn't write zoom. And <laughs> I'm kind of helping along the uh, what, what I've written here. He automatically made the light from Arendelle, traveled to Earth immediately, and kept its light coming to Earth. You know, this is not beyond God's ability, yet he seems to work within his own laws, including physics, unless he's performing some miracle for those on Earth. Just for the sake of argument, think of the vastness of space and how many billions and billions of stars, galaxies, and nebula there are. Go to NASA, N-A-S-A, nasa.gov, G-O-V, and look at their complexities. Could it be God had just a grand time? God likes to have fun. I mean, you read things in scripture in our instruction manual and he likes to have fun. And could it be that he just had a grand time creating each of these galaxies and stars and nebula way out in the vacuum of space billions of years before he created Earth? Now, whichever is correct, it's not a test for our salvation to know the answer. God created his imperial planet and imperial city. The angels were created and praised their creator for billions of years. Lucifer was the highest angel, the light bearer, and was a being of extreme beauty. And he worshiped along with all the other angels. He led the worship of all those in the universe. Were other worlds created? Possibly. Yet God did something special when he created Earth and when he created man and woman. We were like nothing else he had ever created, even placing his spirit within us he loved to visit with us, play with us, talk with us, and walk with us in the elegant garden he prepared for us. Jesus.
Suddenly I feel you holding me. 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 That to Jesus. Suddenly I feel your hand in mine. Let him take your hand. Suddenly I feel your hand in mine. Suddenly I feel your hand in mine. Sweet me.
and I want you to praise Jesus one last time. Come on.
When I was six years old, it was like I met Jesus. And it was the coolest thing in the world as a six-year-old. It was like, I got it, I understand this. And then it was like someone took me away and told me I couldn't be with him anymore. I was driving down the road one day, probably 20-something years old, came to a bridge and I thought to myself, if I just turn this wheel just that much, I was hurting so bad I wanted to die. I remember asking God just to, at some point, finally just take me out, just kill me. I used to beg God, just kill me. And I was surrounded by religious people, by church, by all this stuff my whole life. I mean, I, I wondered sometimes I wasn't conceived in a church. I mean, my dad was an evangelist and we were in church all the time. And uh, I, just, I just didn't get it. I was tired of praying because I didn't think I'd get through. And I'd read about joy, I'd read about peace, I'd read about love, I'd read about all this junk that was in the Bible that was promised, and I had jack, I had nothing. Just empty in my guilt and my shame. Uh, and didn't know where to turn, didn't know where to go because I had all the religious stuff, kind of hand-me-down religion, but I didn't have anything that really worked for me. I said, okay, well, you're gonna have to change something, you're gonna have to help me, you have to send somebody to help me. Claude Townsend. <laughs> Claude was just a simple guy from the hills of Mississippi and uh, no hair and warts and messed up teeth. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This isn't at all what I expected. But he sat me down and went to work. Sometimes we think if we tell little children the stories, if they know the facts of the story of Noah, if they know the facts of the story of Zacchaeus, if you know the stories in the Bible, then you know the Bible. I mean, a story is a story. It's what's behind the story that if we don't communicate to our children, if we don't understand ourselves, what Jesus was trying to say with the story. And what Claude helped me do was to understand the stories. And he wasn't just reading the scriptures and just memorizing the scriptures, but it was like when he spoke them, they came to life. And I saw the principles in the book in his life, and it matched up finally. I remember one night at a Bible study, and this guy happened to be teaching and story in the Bible about this lady sweeping her house looking for a coin she had lost. And she finds this deal and throws a party and it says, likewise, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. And for some reason, I'd never gotten that. And I'd always thought it was angels rejoicing over somebody coming home or being found. And for the first time in my life, I saw God, the God of the universe, rejoicing because it says there's joy in the presence of the angels of God. There's nobody in his presence but angels. So the angel's like, here he goes again. Somebody changed and he's flipping out again over that one person. Just finding out that God was for me, not against me, pretty much changed my life. That he was on my side, he wanted to help me, that he really did love me. It wasn't just a story in a book. And uh, that Jesus, when he died on that cross, he died for me. When he was buried and raised from the dead, it was for me to cover my sin, to change my life. And so for me, it's not, uh, it's not just a little story somebody teaches in Sunday school. It's, uh, it's my story now. And uh, nothing's ever changed my life like this. My name is Richard Ellis, and I am second.
sure by now God, you would have reached out And wiped our tears away Stepped in and saved the day But once again I say amen And it's still raining As the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with you And as your mercy falls I raise my hands and praise the God who gives And takes away I'll praise you in this storm And I will lift my hands For you are who you are No matter where I am And every tear I've cried You hold in your hand You've never left my side And though my heart is torn Remember when I stumbled in the wind You heard my cry You had raised me up again But my strength is almost gone How can I carry on If I can't find you But as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with your mercy falls I raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away and I'll praise you in this storm and I will lift my hands for you are who you are no matter where I am and every tear I've cried you hold it
until dawn on the Praise Broadcasting Network. Pat and Claudia would love to hear from you. I'll give you the address in just a moment. Thank you for remembering that Praise Broadcasting Network is listener supported. Your donations help keep PBN on the air for listeners just like you all over the world. Donations are tax deductible in the United States and appreciated from around the world. Our address is Praise Broadcasting Network, P.O. Box 2468, Asheboro, North Carolina, 27204. You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAY. That's 336-626-7729. You're listening to Praise Until Dawn, coast to coast and around the world, here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.